Not bitter, just better. The all-new Everton podcast. All right, folks, it's one o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday the 24th of August. And this is the first Not Bitter, Just Better Matchday Live podcast. With me, as always, is Johnny Seven. Hello. And just got back from Norwich, I believe, is Mr Paul Cronin. Now then, now then. We've already done the Jimmy Savile thing. Yeah, no, Jimmy Savile allowed Black horse, all the fucking kids playing around in the new Everton kits. Fucking boss. We're coming to you live from the Black Horse Beer Garden. Uh, apparently we've got some sort of electrical fault in players this week, have we, Paul? Yeah, couldn't get a generator in, no fucking batteries, so we've had to shut it. Not the uh, greatest of advertisements for our matchday launch, missing the first game. So thanks for that, Mark. However, it, <laughs> we are assured everything will be back up and running as normal from the next game. But uh, Going to get loads of batteries from that pound shop on County Road. But it's alright here in the Black Horse Beer Garden, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, not bad. Not bad. I think I'm going to buy the new Everton shirt, Mark. Um, no deal away one I, I, I'm like a lot of people I hate that fucking badge but I don't think I'm going to be able to let the new Boca Juniors away kit pass me by I'm going to have to buy it I think I'm looking at this kid now anyway Paul if you're going to go and buy the new oh, weight off do you want to go and do it now and save our listeners having to listen to you for the next no, 20 no. odd minutes oh, what the soft little bastard's tipping his coke out four quid for a bottle of coke as our fella's going for the piss and he's tipping it out on the grass oh now. right well how are we feeling anyway boys first home game of the season Johnny Optimistic. Optimistic. Words, yeah, yeah. Uh, impressed by, by the general performance against Norwich, uh, as we talked about in, in the last in our podcast on uh, Thursday. Uh, yeah, good performance. Not the result we we, we wanted, but wasn't the worst result either. So take that into today, build on a decent performance and uh, get Roberto's first three points on a go. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've, I've obviously I did my piss match report. I've watched it back on match of the day now, and um, you know, football first, whatever it's called. And uh, I thought Osman was shit as well, not just Fellaini. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with you on Osman. Yeah, so go on, Paul. Uh, you say you've rewatched the match now. Uh, what was your problem with Fellaini? You didn't really elaborate on that in your drunken state the no, other day. All it was, right, looking back on it. And I know what you're going to say that it, it was the formation we were playing, but for me, he just sat back, tiptoed round, he made 6,422 fucking five-yard balls to his left or his right, and he just wasn't effective in any sort of way whatsoever. I, I, I don't know, it come across a little bit like he was tiptoeing round, just not getting injured before the big massive move, which apparently this morning, you know, he wants to go this year before he's worth even more next year. His value will go fucking down if he carries on playing like that, I tell you. Yeah, that was... Uh, I, I saw that it's article... It's a fucking half fellow, though, innit? I saw, I saw yeah. that article there, uh, and it was in, in, the, in the, uh, the Daily Mail, wasn't it? And every other newspaper's reported that the, the, they're not unsettled by the rumours or anything like that. Yeah. And in the Daily Mail, even the wording in the actual article suggests nothing of the uh, nothing of the sort but the headline yeah. does so it's just it's just newspaper sh- like bad journalism bad propaganda but from I mean, it's not old news is it? i think i think Fellaini does think he's worth a move away from us i suppose it's that time of the day now where we need to get some uh, pre-match predictions um we'll start with the boys from the podcast uh, and i'm gonna go first because i am clearly the most important person here don't you agree, boys? Yeah, 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 even though you have got grey hair. Yeah, even if I have got grey hair. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 today. Uh, I definitely think Jelovic will get a goal. Um, and, don't know, maybe a little bainty free kick or something, just to uh, quiet some of them rumours about him leaving. Uh, Paul, what do you reckon? 
Um, well, last week I predicted we'd win 3-1 and that Barkley would score from outside the box. Barkley scored from outside the box, we went 2-1 up and then fucking Ruffy Van Vilkswinkle fucking balls my weekend up. This week, with it being quarter past five, now I can safely say we win 2-1. He's lying. It's not even 2 o'clock yet. Johnny? Morales scores the first as well, by the way. I was going to say 2-0 as well, uh, which is, for me, a little bit unusual, as you know, because I, I sit on the fence and don't like to predict. But 2-0. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd like to see a goal for Jelly. Get get uh, get off the mark. Goal for Felly to uh, put the, prove the doubters wrong, maybe, and uh, show, show that he wants to be here. That'd be nice. Right, and obviously we've got some other people hanging around with us today trying to be our mate because we're all dead famous now being podcast broadcasters and all that. Um, we've got a lad called Adam here. Adam, let's hear your views on today's game. All right, I think it's going to be 3-0 Everton. Morales 2, Baines 1. Is that all you've got to say? <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for that wonderful insight there, Adam. Um, I think you better leave the professionals to it, eh? Uh, we just got to throw over to Dave, who sits with all at the match, and we're in the beer garden at the moment. Uh, Dave, your predictions for today? Uh, uh, I reckon three ones to the three ones to the Blues. Jello at two. What do you reckon? We made made here, Paul. He's the world number one in the yeah. Premier League Fantasy League. Bit of a yeah. celebrity, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go on then. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> cheers. Uh, I think it'll be two ones to Everton today. That's <laughs> it. I've got Morales in my fantasy football team, so I'm going to go for first goal. Morales, <laughs> yeah, I think. I think it'll be 1 0. Ross Barkley. Well, it's five past two in the afternoon now. The programme sellers in the beer garden selling the programmes, and the team news has just come in. And uh, surprisingly, the team is unchanged from uh, last week down at Norwich. Uh, this stands yeah, made it, and uh, Barkley starts again, which is good news. Yadovich uh, up top on his own. Just a little bit of reflection there on the team news. All week we've been expecting uh, Heitinger or Stones to come in, and who have we got at centre-back? Jags and Distan. So uh, all that news and uh, build-up stuck with, uh, we've got, we've got Distan back in there, same, same new year team as last week. Quite happy about that, really. Well, if you can hear me over the uh, booming half-time music, uh, it's half-time and a totally underwhelming performance so far by the Blues. Um, created a few chances, but it appears at the minute that the, uh, the build-up play is quite slow, quite plodding. Um, and we're, what we're doing is basically not getting up the field quick enough and get, allowing West Brom to get too many defenders behind the ball, not creating enough chances. My thoughts so far is we're doing all right. We've got a, a lot of possession again. I think this, the passing is, is, is a little bit different. We're a much more patient game, which can be a little bit frustrating at times. But I think we should stick with it. Uh, we've had a few shots on goal. A few of the players look sharp. I think PNR looks like he's, he's, he's on a mission today. Osman looks a little bit sharper. Uh, need to get Kev a little bit more involved, and obviously Jelovic. Well, that was frustrating. Uh, a nil-nil draw. Uh, very few positives for me to take out of the game. Uh, what about you, Paul? What do you think? Uh, I thought Seamus played well. Seamus Coleman, absolutely spot on. He was up and down the wing all afternoon. A couple of little occasions where he had his head down again, but he, he looks an absolutely serious and genuine threat. Cutting in and, and having a crack. He, he had a good shot near the end as well. 
could have won it for us. Leighton Baines, uh, if he is going to United, he's gone out with a committed performance that you can't knock. Same with him, he linked well with Pienaar again. Osman, for me, looked like he ran himself into the ground, but just it just didn't get him anywhere. He's just he's just looking off the pace. Uh, Barkley, I won't say spot on again, but he had a good game. He doesn't give the ball away a lot. He's looking to shoot when he can shoot. He He's looking to try things, which you can't knock. It's just a shame he didn't have a few other people around him that were willing to do it and push on a bit more. Um, up front, Jalovic. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to see him... I'd like to see maybe Kone doing what Jelovic was there to do. Someone with a bit of pace that could run a back four ragged and then maybe Jelovic come on and pick up the pieces at the end. He, he just needs a partner up front. Um, last one, Morales. Um, you know, great player. Got a bit of pace, but he doesn't get past the man very much. He doesn't doesn't get past the man and whip a crossing and he doesn't shoot, he doesn't cut inside and shoot and... Everyone, was, everyone by us was moaning when he got took off, but he didn't really give Martinez any reason to leave him on. He didn't look like he was going to create anything and actually make that difference. Seamus Coleman will have tired legs tonight, Leighton Baines will. I don't think Fellaini will. I, think we, I genuinely think we need more from Fellaini if, if he's to stay. Right, there were some good points, obviously, from Paul there. Um, we're just going to have a general chat about the game today now. Um, I think it's fairly safe to say none of the three of us are happy, are we, boys? No, very, very disappointed. More due to the stupid level of optimism that we seem to have as Blues, which uh, we should be used to uh, getting uh, let down by now. Not, I mean, let down might be harsh. No, I think it is a letdown because I looked at these fixtures before the start of the season and I've seen Norwich away and I've seen West Brom at home and I've thought by now we should have six points in the bag. We've got two. Yeah, but the thing is though, we could have had one point in the bag. We, we've got Cardiff away next week and and I, I'm going to put my money down now that we're going to go and draw a Cardiff and we've got three winnable games to start our season could end up with three points then there's a, a couple, uh, couple yeah. of tough couple tough of tough fixtures, fixtures and then we'll go and friggin beat Chelsea so it's and, raise, uh, raising your game again that's going like to be every season there. again this year we're just going to be unpredictable well and I think Sorry, I think so Paul made uh, a few good points there in, in his little recap of the, the, the games and how the players performed today uh, from my point of view I think um, I thought Osman was terrible. I thought Pienaar didn't really get into the game. There was a few little flashes where he, he had an interlink with Baines. Do you think Osman will improve as as he gets into the season? Because it's much harder for an older player to get his match fitness and get into the swing of things. For me, at the minute, I wouldn't be selecting him in the start. No, no I wouldn't. I, wouldn't, no, I just, no. but no. I, don't, I mean, he, he is one of them players who comes and goes and sort of flashes a form. I think, but uh, but at the minute, he's just not doing it. Yeah. I thought. Again, I thought Morales had a very poor game. He wasn't I, poor, Morales. He just didn't I make thought, things no, happen. I thought, I he got on the ball a lot. He I just he didn't was, make things happen. I thought he was poor. I thought he offered us nothing. I thought when he had the ball. And I, and, and I think you said that you, in your, your little recap before, Paul, I thought you said he had a bit of pace. At the moment, he's not beating anyone because yeah, he's not I said showing he's any not pace. beating players. But Pinar's the same. We've got Pinar's a good, good, good little player. Morales a good little player. But neither of them seem to be able to get past the play and get to the byline and make things happen. You know, and I looked at West Brom before, and in the second half especially, I thought they sat back and said, "That fucking Ben Foster in goal, wasting time every fucking two minutes." 
And then he goes off in the house, mate. When he went off injured, well, that's what he gets for fucking wasting time every two minutes. This is, this is what I mean. I mean, it was clear from pretty much five minutes in, West Brom, they were wasting time, they'd come yeah. looking for the draw, and Everton and sat back. Everton played right into their hands. Maybe, I mean, you know, you're saying they, they sat behind the ball and you, you need Morales to run. Uh, to get full pelt, doesn't he need that space in behind them? To to, to uh, if they sat he all behind need the ball, full pelt. He should be able to get the ball and take a play. I, on. I thought I thought he was trying very hard today, but a lot a lot of what he was trying wasn't yeah, coming off. He was just when, it was a hit and miss kind of thing. When Everton this attacked, time he was a miss, yeah, when, when Everton attacked West Brom today, the crowd got up. Yeah, and did you feel as though we were about to score? A couple of times, yeah, I did. Because yeah. on a few occasions yeah. we did. I thought it was coming, yeah, and 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 we didn't actually I've, I've have got, much attack and good play. I, West I've Brom got, I've were got there a, for the taking. They I, were about to crumble if we attacked them, and I've we got, didn't. I've got to disagree. I, I didn't really feel at any time like we were offering a goal threat. Yeah, but on we a still nearly scored, didn't we? On a consistent basis, I thought the whole shape of our play was far too deep yeah. I thought it was mm-hmm. there was no difference mm-hmm. to the way we played from last season other than we were sort of 30-40 yards deeper on the pitch yeah. well it's like what you said isn't it you, you, you said like about fucking David Moyes under David Moyes last year you think we'd have won that game and I tend to agree with you I, think I do think we would have won that I game think, under I think David Moyes West Brom was starting to crumble every time we went forward a goal was was going to come but we just didn't attack them enough to get the goal that, that's all it was. We just didn't attack them enough. Oh, I want to just mention about Pienaar. He was a little bit better today. He was a little bit more involved in the first half. Still involved in the second half, but sometimes he just seemed a little bit too relaxed, like it was a five-a-side game or something. Why don't you just get his head down? Bit, bit of urgency with, with the ball and without the ball. Um, it was just... I don't know. I, I just expect so much more from him because he's, you know, that he's a really good player. Before he went to Spurs, you saw how, how 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 much of a good player he was, and since he hasn't really re- recaptured that form, has he? Um, yeah. I mean, going in, obviously, Paul's mentioned next game up's Cardiff. What, what do you think we can change? What, what can, would you start with the same eleven again at the start of the first two games? Are Cardiff, Manchester United? No. Are they fucking Manchester City? No. Are they Chelsea? No. Are they Arsenal? No. Are they Barcelona? No. Real Madrid? No. The fucking Cardiff. They've just come up. They look weak as fuck potentially. They've improved the spine of their team. That's all, right? We could go there and take the game to them and beat them. For me, I would like to see Kone starting up front with Jelovic. I would like to see. Uh, Barkley just behind them. A bit of a diamond formation. I'm not saying play 4-4-2, but two up front and the diamond. Barkley, Pienaar one time, Morales the other. Osman's got to leave, I'm afraid. Fellaini at the back. If Fellaini's already gone, then Osman's got to play there. And then the four is a flat back four. With, the, with, with one of the two full-backs pushing on where possible. I think Victor's uh, unlucky not to... To start be starting against clubs like uh, or even being considered. I, I thought Victor did enough at the end of last season to, to certainly be in the mix at the minute. But obviously at the minute, at the minute he's he's behind Kone. You know, Naismith's getting on before him. Um, why couldn't why couldn't he have come on instead of Morales to give us a bit of a different option yeah. down the right hand side? That, that substitution seems like a bit of a negative one. Uh, you got Kone and Naismith for Jelovic and Morales and. I think it was maybe he was trying to maybe settle. You, you know, years ago, before I was really fucking fat and drank loads of ale, I used to play up front, and we always used to play two up front, and 
for some reason, the manager started playing one up front, and it's a completely different sphere of football, but it was still the same. I could not get across the back four on my own and do the work of two strikers, and Jelovic cannot do it. No one can do it. And he's got Morales playing one side, Pinar playing the other. And if you're attacking sides like mad, and then you've got three up front because those wingers are acting as forwards, it's sound. But we don't attack that far up the pitch to have those three up front. I think what he's, the logic he's isolated is, up there. That's the logic of it, though, it. isn't it? Because they, they want, in the position that Morales and Pinar were in today, they want Coleman and Baines to be in those positions, and yeah. Morales and Pinar to be up further. Yeah, it's in a thankless, but it wasn't working. Yeah, it's a thankless job for a forward to be isolated on his own. Everyone can see how hard Jelovic is working on it yeah. though, can't they? Yeah, but he must feel like saying, I've had a fucking enough yeah. of this. Can you, can you answer me this then, boys, then? Obviously, we, we've mentioned the substitution there, but um, do you think, how come we didn't see Delafeu? Why, why do you think he didn't bring him on today? I saw him. He kept jogging up and down the sidelines. He's definitely the there, yeah. He's definitely there. He was there and he gave us a nice little wave in the first half. So even for the last ten minutes or so, why do you think we never you never know, to be I don't, Well, do you think Barcelona might be saying, listen, when it's right, put him on, when it's not, don't. But when it's right, because, I mean, but that well, West Brom team went nice throwing day, nice yeah. I don't think he fancies him as a, as a game What's uh, the point changer now. No, I think, you know, he's got a full season with us. Chasing the game with the expectations... It can do but a little bit. That's what Barkley's, Barkley's problem was last I'm, year. I'm not against Go killing a player, by the way, right? And I'm not against killing a player, but last week Naismith, come on, did nothing. This week Naismith, come on, did nothing. Everyone's getting on his back. Yeah. I'll support a player and all that, but it's not actually doing nothing. So why not give the other lad a go? Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's what, with players like that, you know, players who run around and doing, putting in a shift but not actually doing anything. You've got young players who can come in and do that and do it for 10 years longer. If you're, not, if you're not going to change the system, if you're going to keep the same system when you make a substitution, at least make a substitution that will, that will pick the crowd up. And bing bong, bing bong. One of the beauties of doing a live podcast in the Black Horse Beer Garden is the smell of that cheese wafting over, isn't it? John's sitting there shivering. Like a white Ethiopian. He's got no skin on his body or not, and he's dying here. It's the middle of summer, and all right, it's not the warmest night ever, but Jesus, man, you can smell that chippy, and you can almost eat them. Young guy, young guy, you're starving. <laughs> yeah. oh, I've had we a had, few pints we now. Had a sneaky chippy before. No. So, after all I complaining about Everton, the one thing that instantly took our minds off it was the smell of food. <laughs> the smell of food. It's so bad, isn't it? So what's the, what's the top and bottom of it? Did we deserve to win? No. no. Did we do, command do the game? Have... Yes. Commanded the game again. We dominated possession. I don't want to sound like fucking Brendan Rodgers. I'm and sorry, like, we had possession, past. but we didn't command the game. We put it this way: there's going to be better sides and then come to Goodison this year. Well, we, and you know that we rate. We, we, I we think rate there's going to be 16, yeah. 17 better sides yeah. and then come they to were, Goodison. They were, they were very poor, but I, I I think we we still had chances. We still had some good chances. Yeah, but we. No, we didn't. We didn't have that many good chances, though. That's the thing. But, you know, we, yeah. And we never. We didn't have that many good chances. We, we, we pressed a bit. If we'd have pressed a lot, we'd have won comfortably. And we didn't press a lot. And at home against the weaker sides in the division, you've got to press. You've got to press, and we didn't press them. At we, had, all. we had a couple of good chances. Yeah, but we didn't press them. We didn't press them. Last year, we'd have been pressing those teams. You know. Do you think? Yeah, I, I think I, we would. Do you think under Moyes we pressed teams enough? 
And that was one of Moyes' biggest criticisms. Yeah. He, di- he, he didn't kill teams off, and we threw away points. Maybe, maybe, maybe some of the players there played for him a little bit more or something. I don't know. Fellaini, for me, I, I'm sorry he's gone about him, but he didn't seem interested in getting the game by the scruff of the neck. You know, I, I'm, this is terrible, let's to fucking bring this into a podcast, but that shout of shite over the fucking thingy. They've been dragged through games by the likes of Stephen Gerrard for years, and that's what a £25 million player does. He's got to pick up your side when it's struggling and drag them forward. Fellaini doesn't do it for me. Right, well, I'm sure we could probably moan about this all night, but uh, we'll try and save some of the vitriol for uh, the midweek podcast on Thursday. Just going to finish off with a few uh, general questions. Uh, let's just go around the table and man of, Everton's man of the match today. Man I'll start match. us off. Ooh. I'm going to say Seamus Coleman. Yeah, I thought the lad yeah. ran his heart out. Uh, I thought whenever he had the ball, he looked like our most likely attacking threat. And I thought he had a decent game. Johnny? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with Coleman. Uh, word of note for, uh, I suppose, Baines. Baines was up and down as well. Didn't always put a killer ball in, but he, he, he wanted it. Barkley wanted the ball all the time. My opinion was he was trying a little bit too hard uh, to, to do that, you know, like the, to recreate the goal from last last week. Where just, you know, he, he had a good chance running through there and he could have laid it into Pinar. I think he wanted to, he, he was trying so hard to do it for us again, which you can't fault him for, really. Um, so, a little bit of word of note for him. Uh, for me, uh, yeah, Seamus Coleman. He was actually our right back and our biggest goal threat. Um, Leighton Baines, great again. Leighton Baines is Leighton Baines, isn't he? Up and down the wind, yeah, trying to create chances. Do that every day. Um, yeah. And the same with Barkley, uh, great again. He didn't give the ball away a lot. He tried creating things, but I, I want Barkley to carry on the way he's going and do even more. But I feel as though some of the players are like kind of passing on. Some responsibility yeah, to him. You don't, you don't you need know, them for him. You don't, no. you don't want to. You don't want to carry. You yeah. don't want to carry the, the team. team. You want yeah. to be part of it. Yeah. And um, well, I, I actually thought Barkley was distinctly average today, but mm-hmm. so that's that's three votes anyway for Coleman from Man. He did great. Yeah, Barkley did great Coleman, at making yeah. a yard of space and um, laying it off yeah. and uh, putting the players in and stuff. But it wasn't the killer one where he could have really yeah. lost you. So, but he was he was willing to try for me and yeah. And maybe if he had a bit more movement in front of him, some of the, some of the gaps might have opened up where he could make something happen. So Everton on a whole, Mark's out of ten for the performance. I would say, ooh, six for effort, five for performance. I'd, uh, managerial, you know. I, I, it's the same with last year with Moyes. I, I'm not into this playing one up front at home. I'm, I'm really not against weaker sides. I can understand if Chelsea and Man United and Man City are coming and they've got like a, a rich array of talent at their disposal to attack us. But when West Brom are coming to Goodison without that sort of attacking intent, we should be taking the game to them. There were points there as well, though, where, where we had a corner and... Fellaini was outside the box and Distan was outside the box. It was like, I don't know, it's like we didn't want to get caught, wasn't yeah, it? So, so what's your marks out of 10 for today? I'd, I'd go with six. Uh, if I had to grade Sitting it, on the fence, six from John. If I had to grade it, I'd say C+, because there was effort there. Uh, it was a pass. I, don't, I, I wasn't completely, uh, completely, completely uh, disappointed. By, I, I thought we, we played OK at times, some good spells. Uh, I'm not completely thinking like it's the end of the world, like a lot of blues seem to be. Just Can I just say one thing, John? Mark's just asked a question about doing the grades, right? Yeah. And he's sitting there, he's got it all planned in his head what he's going to say. 
he's not going to get to say because I'm going to say this instead. <laughs> so you're not getting to say what you're six out of ten, seven. Well, I'm. Well, oh, no, you're going to do it anyway. Yeah, I was going to. I was going to ask you a different question. Well, let me just say this first. I think you're both being massively generous. I'm going to go yeah. for a five out of ten, and that's purely because we didn't concede and we came away with a point. I thought it was one of the most tepid home performances yeah, I've seen from Everton in a long, long time, mm-hmm. and it simply wasn't good enough. All right, let me ask you this then. Next home game is the 14th of September against Chelsea. If we're minus Fellaini, who, like I say, I don't think he's been great, but he has been in the past, hasn't he? And uh, Baines, I hope to God he's brought some fucking players in, because... On, today, on today's performance, we don't players. stand a chance playing Chelsea. No, I don't, I don't. no not just Chelsea. I mean, no, we, can, we, can, we can raise a game better than that. You know those players can perform better and will perform they better will struggle, against... Mate, the end of story. They will struggle, mate. End of story. I'm not talking this Chelsea. It's such doom and gloom. And it's, 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 what it's is not, it? Well, you look, we have to, we've got season. Chelsea away the 14th. We've got Newcastle home at the end of the season. And what happened I know we've season? got Villa away. We've got um, Man City away coming up. And then we've got some difficult games coming up into October, November. And I'm, I'm telling you, if they've lost players, if they've lost players, wait, Fellaini and Baines, and he hasn't strengthened, you know, the old fucking, oh, God, ten past fucking ten at night, Sky Sports News, there's Jeff Shreves. I, I, I think we've got we can, two hours to spend the dome. we can compete with any team in the league. I think we can compete with... Oh, and I want to make another point. any one game. And I want to make another point. Um, The lad in midfield, number 21. um, Malumbu. Malumbu. Uh, Great today. Picked everything up. Absolutely everything. I think four or five million quid for him. What our number 21 normally does, and he just didn't today. I would have, from an impartial view on man of the match, I would have him nailed on as man of the match. I thought he he played well for them today, I really did. So, um, a bit of doom and gloom there today. Well, I'm sure by. Doom and gloom? Well, you know. It sounds it. It does sound a bit like it was disappointing. You'd have a few pints, it's nice and sunny. You go down to Goodison, all the crowds are all happy, the sun's shining. All the kids have got the new kits on. West Brom are there for the taking, and then we just don't. We'll, we'll have we a didn't do it, did we? Better reflection uh, uh, when, when we talk about when we'll we're in front of the mirror. Boom, boom. That's what I was going to say. By midweek, I'm sure we'll have uh, we'll have warmed to it a little bit. But however, as I say, it sort of puts a bit of a dampening on the the, f- the games coming up in the near future. Uh, and let's just hope we can uh, raise our performance for Cardiff next week. And, and get uh, the small matter of Stevenage out the way at the way next uh, week as well. Yeah, I actually forgot about that. Stevenage on Wednesday. Um, I think st- before today, I don't know how they got on today, but I think they're one of only like five or six teams in the country that haven't even got a point at the minute. So, just. Maybe give Jerry a run out there, see what he can do against them. I think we've got to see a few of the fringe players play Wednesday. I Even think he likes Manatee, you know, we're just bad. Velios. Oviedo. Stones. Stones. Stones, yeah. yeah. Got to give him a OK, so the conversation went on and on all night, and uh, it was still doom and gloom, and uh, probably over the next few days it's going to stay that way, and we'll have a little bit more time to reflect, as we, as we said, on that little report, uh, and we can talk a little bit more about it on Wednesday, but... Uh, we're going we're gonna to wrap up a little bit here. We've got a few things to do first, Mark. Yeah, as Johnny was saying there, it's a bit like the, the morning after the night before now. Um, we're just doing the editing of the podcast from yesterday and just uh, wanted to just throw in a few final things that we said we'd do today. Uh, one of them being, um, we've been saying on the, the Facebook page uh, for a while now that we were going to do a, a prize draw today for a, a signed piece of Everton memorabilia. 
uh, and it's actually it's a it's a nice piece. It's a it's a signed Peter Reed print uh, with him holding aloft the European Cup Winners Cup. Uh, and basically, the the circumstances of the competition where that that's anyone who shared the not bitter just better page over the last few weeks since we've started up uh, was entered into the prize draw, and we've got a winner. Yeah, we have, and it was one of the early shares, wasn't it? It was uh, look, luckily enough that she came out, um, and it's Moira Gibbons. Yeah, Moira's won the prize. Um, so hopefully, if you listen, Moira, if you send us uh, a message with your, your address uh, on the Facebook page, we'll, we'll get that sent out to you. Um, it is a really nice picture, so uh, well done. Congratulations. We're going to be back, uh, back in recording on... Wednesday, possibly before the Stevenage game, but the show will be with you anyway on Thursday as usual. Um, Going to close up now uh, and just say we, we need to see a better performance against Stevenage, which we should do, really, shouldn't we, Mark? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're doing the optimism thing again, but there's no way we should be losing that game. Uh, just a few other little tiny bits of business just wanted to go just before we go. Um, I don't know if you've, you've see, you may have seen on the Facebook page when Skies Are Grey, uh, the Everton fanzines, is out at the moment. Uh, it's gone digital this year, so you can't buy your, your, your soggy wet paper copies of the ground anymore. It's all done on, online now. Um, and we've got a page in it. Um, not better, just better. Uh, there's, there's a full page article in there from us this month. And hopefully there will be every following one. So I would definitely recommend that. I've read the first edition. Uh, as usual, it's a, it's a good read. Uh, it's funny. And it uh, gives you a bit of a good insight yeah, as well. The, the fanzine, it's a bit of an institution around Everton, isn't it? It's been going since 88. And, you know, if, you always see the sellers, like, stood on the Gladys uh, Everton fanzine when skies are grey. And now we're lucky enough to be a part of it, which is a great honour for us here, yeah? Yeah, we're not just saying this because we make money from it or anything, because we don't make any money. We are just, uh, you know, a contributor to try and give ourselves a bit of a boost and a bit of advertising for ourselves. But uh, it is a great lead, so uh, have a little look at that. Go on uh, the When Skies Are Grey Facebook page and you'll be able to see there's a load of links on there on how to subscribe to the magazine. Okay, and I'll just give you our uh, Facebook link. It's, uh, in fact, if you just search in the bar, uh, Not Bitter, Just Better on Facebook. On Twitter, we're at Just Better EFC and you can find us on uh, YouTube, SoundCloud and obviously this podcast. If you listen on SoundCloud, if, if, you want, if you've got an Apple device, you can uh, subscribe and you get it straight to your phone on Thursdays. Yeah, we were... There was a slight change to the plan yesterday, obviously, because we were in what we hope will be our usual home for the Matchday Live podcast, which is the Players' Lounge. Um, they were circumstances beyond our control. Um, so we were hoping to bring you the player interview today, which would be the usual case on the Matchday Live podcast. Fortunately, that hasn't happened. We are working on a couple at the moment. Um, we've contacted... Neville Southall and hopefully we're looking at getting something from Neville in the next couple of weeks um, and we're going to try and contact Riddick Bow. Yeah, uh, Riddick Blow, top who, blue who we've discovered as an Evertonian Riddick Blow, former heavyweight world boxing champion who randomly is an Evertonian and randomly is following our page on Twitter so uh, we're going to have a go and get Riddick Bow on the podcast yeah, we've got nothing to lose nothing well, to lose at all now well we might piss them too much he might come round and spark us right out but it's, it's, it's worth a go I think yeah so uh, we'll see uh, speak to you in a few days hopefully after the blue win on Wednesday see you later see you Thursday <laughs>